Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. I am so excited today. I have a friend here who is just an amazing woman of faith. Her name is Holly Stallcup. Hi, Holly. How are you doing? Hi, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I am just so thrilled that you are on here. It just seems like you have been busy, girl. You are a founder of a nonprofit called Rise. And it is just incredible. She is gathering all the diverse leaders and she's all about connecting and empowering and equipping them in their spiritual gifts and and sending them out. And she just has a really powerful story too on basically unmet expectations and what it's like to live single. So I just know you're going to be encouraged. You'll be inspired. So Holly, do you want to just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I'm so glad to be with your community today and to share a little bit of my God story. So I am 30 years old and I live in Fort Worth, Texas. I am the founder and executive director, like you said, of an organization that is working to make the church the best place to be a woman. We know that women are already doing incredibly important work in their communities, in their homes, in their schools, as nurses and lawyers, as stay-at-home moms and CEOs. And so we're just simply working to connect those women, to equip them, to give them places to rest and learn from each other, and then to go back out into their communities and continue to do that work. And so much of my story is born out of, like you said, unmet expectations and dreams deferred. So much of what I am doing today, so much of what my life looks like is really in many ways the absolute opposite of what I thought life would look like at 30. Um, And so I grew up in the church in West Texas and was involved in all of the traditional church things like Sunday school and vacation Bible school and then on to youth group and college ministry as I went to a small Christian liberal arts university and just gathered both from, I think, Southern culture and from church culture that that marriage was coming for me, mm-hmm. uh, that I would be faithful to God as a youth group leader and a campus ministry leader, and then almost as a reward for my faithfulness, God would provide a a spouse. And I now, through a lot of counseling and deep soul work, know that that's pretty bad theology, um, (laughs) that we don't get rewarded from God with a spouse, that there are lots of people I know who have spouses who are very quick to say they didn't deserve their spouse, um, that they weren't ready for their spouse. Um, And yet God said, this is the way that I'm going to choose to work in your life. Um, And in the same way, God has very faithfully chosen to work through singleness in my life. 
one of my favorite scriptures is in Psalms where it talks about that God sets the boundary lines in pleasant places for us, mm. uh, that God withholds no good thing from us, That's that my right. singleness is not a punishment, that my singleness is not because I haven't spiritually matured enough or been content enough in God. Those things are wrapped around a theology that says that marriage is the ultimate, right? Mm -hmm. That marriage is uh, the goal. And this is really crazy when you begin to dig down because Jesus was single yeah. <laughs> uh, his, whole, his whole life. Yeah. So the man that we are called to model our lives after never was a groom. And uh, weren't, weren't, world, the, right? weren't the disciples, <laughs> Paul right, wasn't right, married. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, so many of our heroes of the faith are, are single sing, for yeah. a lifetime. Singleness has opened up 
specific passions and callings that I don't think I would have discovered had I met my husband freshman year at college and gotten married after my senior year and immediately bought a home. And mm-hmm. and that isn't to diminish the women who I know that that is their story. Mm-hmm. My dear friend Morgan met her husband, Sean, freshman year at orientation and they married after university and they have a wonderful baby now and they own a home and and her story is just as beautiful and powerful as mine but I know looking back that I would have been consumed alive by that desire being met Um, Mm. I think about your story Jamie where you talk about how it was only in the loss of your family business and uh, the loss of that income. You talk about that that's when the realization came to you, Mm -hmm. how much the financial security and the the comfort of things had been part of your identity, right? Right, And so it's sometimes in the the stripping away Mm -hmm. um, that God reveals himself. And so in God not providing a spouse for me, for these, you know, 10 years of, of adulthood, God has been kind in that because I've had to realize um, how much of my identity was wrapped up in being a wife someday, mm. being a mother someday, yeah. having a, a home someday, living a traditional Southern life someday. And so I specifically know deeply and confidently that I would not have been a married person concerned with the plight of singles in the church sure. um, because I, I would have had the blind spot that so many married folks do when they get married early in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that because of my unwanted singleness, I have been forced to see the ways that the church marginalizes single women and men. And I've been forced to reckon with what it looks like for single and married folks to walk in community and to have hard conversations about how we can be pro-family, pro-marriage, pro-parenting without diminishing the value of single people's lives. Mm. Um, I'm in the middle of writing my first book all about this idea of the ways that we marginalize single folks both in society at large and specifically in church culture and what we can do to change that because Mm -hmm. it is not God's best. And I know that I know that I know that that book only exists because God didn't give me what I thought was best. Mm-hmm. because of my God story, because of God drawing the boundary lines in places that I would not have picked, <laughs> I am now able to not only have the gift of doing inner soul work myself and wrestling with my own identity in God and my own beliefs about God, but I'm then able to let that work ripple effect out and minister to single people, but also one of my favorite callings is the ministry I'm doing to married friends as they learn to be 
better brothers and sisters in Christ to single people. Mm. Um, most of my closest friends are married, and it is because of our differences in season of life that I am able to do this bridge-building work between married and single folks. That's so um, good. One of my favorite things about what we're doing at Rise is that it's not a ministry for married women and it's not a ministry for single women. Mm-hmm. It's a ministry for women. And we're watching married women listen and single mm-hmm. folks get brave in talking about their pain. Mm-hmm. And we're watching married women advocate for single women without pitying them, right? right? Not right. because they feel sorry for us, right? but because they believe in our deep intrinsic worth. And so, yeah, that is kind of in a, a, a nutshell, my, my story of um, unmet longing that still exists to this day and how God is faithfully and kindly really every single day, right? Like it Mm -hmm. is a a day-to-day work. It's a a waking up and doing the best that I can with what I've been given and then letting grace fill in all the cracks. Um, And some days the best that I can do is be sad that I'm alone in my apartment and watch Netflix. And Mm -hmm. I think God, like, shows up on those days as much as he shows up when I'm writing about singleness and speaking about it and Mm -hmm. in this very confident, secure place. And so, yeah, that's that's a little bit of my story. Thank you so much for, for asking. Oh, I love it. And I especially love... Well, two things come to mind. I love how you're promoting awareness to the married women about single women. Because I think so many married women maybe don't even, the thought doesn't even come that women are struggling with being single. Like it is an actual painful thing or a struggle so I think it's good for it to come up and be spoken and have you help bridge that like you were saying of these married women actually seeing you know that this is something we can be as a support or encouragement or just be aware that that women do struggle with being single still and women can struggle with singleness as young as 24 25 I think wherever women are whatever season they're in it's just good that we're aware of other people's struggles and I just yeah yeah Yeah, no that's so Mm -hmm. good and and it is like it's it's such a privilege to get to build those connections between married and single folks because the reality is that the large majority of married women want to be good friends to their single friends, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they're just, there are very few married women who just don't care about their single friends. Right, right. But we have not equipped people 
to have these conversations, right? Like at the end of the day, this is a discipleship issue. Right. Is we, we, we actually spend so much time often, especially discipling young women to prepare them for marriage, that we forgot to disciple them in friendship, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that we, we so focused on the possibility of a future spouse that we forgot to talk about the relationships that actually are assured in our lives, which is relationships um, with other women. And so, so often married women, what I'm finding, want to know the experience of single women, want to know, again, not how to pity them or even serve them. I think we have to be careful with that word because what we need is partnership, right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't need married women to just be serving single women. We need mutual partnership where I'm serving you and your marriage and your parenting and you're serving me in my singleness. And the church has just simply, this is just a blind spot. This is just a place where I think because like many conversations around justice or diversity, we're afraid to say the wrong thing, so we don't say anything at all. Yes. And we we often uh, don't look at things like our diversity in leadership. We don't think about the fact that our women's ministry team at church has eight married women and one single person, right? right. And so then as you're, you're shaping your curriculum or you're putting together your calendars, the needs of single folks get missed, not because those eight married women don't care, but because that simply isn't their lived experience. And I love what you said about kind of opening up our view of what singleness is. That mm-hmm. yes, singleness is, a 25-year-old who thought they would get married at 22, mm-hmm. and their pain is real and legitimate. Mm-hmm. But singleness is also the divorced single mom in her 40s. Right. And singleness is also the widowed woman at 65. And so one of the things I'm really big on talking about when I talk about singleness is that singleness is not a monolith, right? That, that just like your experience as a married woman is not the same as any other married woman. Mm-hmm. That my experience as singleness is not the same for any other single one. So we can't create one-size-fits-all solutions. So we can't just throw a singleness small group together and, be, and check it off our you know list. Mm-hmm. But rather, what you're you're saying and what I'm saying is that we have to build real deep relationships where married and single women are mutually listening, where they're having the hard, awkward conversation, mm-hmm. where they're quick to apologize, where they're quick to change their behavior. And the way that we're able to do this, and this sounds kind of cheesy or cliche, but I deeply believe it. The way that we're able to do it is through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love the scripture that talks about that on the cross, God, God not only reconciled us to himself, mm-hmm. but he reconciled us to each other. Mm-hmm. And that is such good news, right? Yes. Like, that I'm is, into that. Wow, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant that not only that the cross heals my relationship with God, but that the cross allows me to be in healed and reconciled relationship with anyone, no matter how different our life stories are. 
And again, none of this passion that you can hear as I talk about this, none of it would exist without my story of unmet desire. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that's something that I think we can underestimate how often God withholds in order to birth something better. So good. I love that. Say that again. Often God withholds in order to birth something better. That is so... That just brings tingles to my body because that is just mm. so along, I think, everyone's story, really. If they if they yes. have a testimony, it's something that was stripped away. There was something that happened yes. to them, and then, therefore, it burst into something new. And yes. um, it's mine isn't singleness but mine was financial loss and having to uproot and and move to a foreign place that I've never been to before and and it was the stripping away for me of material possessions and to birth something completely more beautiful than I can ever imagine when we turn our faces to the Lord in those trials he just starts preparing us for something new and when he finally reveals that that new thing it's just it's more fulfilling than anything else and i love how using your story with singleness and you really taking the reins on it and going okay i'm gonna use this to be on purpose. I'm going to use this, be intentional with this season in my life to help others, to encourage others. It's beautiful. So I just yeah, love it. No, and I mean, I think you're right. Like this is the story of the God that we follow, right? Death yes. to life, death to life, death to life. Like mm, we yeah. love the resurrection, but we forget that in order for there to be resurrection, there's death that the winter had purpose, right? That, mm-hmm. that it prepares the soil, that it prepares the earth to birth new life, um, but that we we can't ignore that for resurrection to happen, that, that death is a necessary part of the process. Yes, that's so good. And I love how we can all relate with the unmet expectations. Yes. We all, I mean, that's just our flesh looking yeah forward to the future when we're young or whatever age but really you know you start thinking of that when you're when you're growing up and you know even my daughter who's in high school she's starting to talk about her future and who she's gonna marry what college she's going to and I tell her the the verse where God says we can plan our future but he directs our steps and he ultimately is the one that directs our steps. So although we can have these dreams or these expectations, we got to know that, you know, God has that ultimate best plan for us. And if he wants to use us in this area and this person in that area, then he's, he's gonna show us and he's gonna have his way with us. And I was kept reassuring her, well, 
It's really good to think those things. She's a dreamer and I don't ever want to squash that. But just going through life, the Lord really, he is in control and he has the best plan for our life. And it's not necessarily like the way we envisioned. And a lot of times there's unmet expectations in our life. That's just life. But That's why it's so important just to stay close to God in our prayer life and in the word and uh, just really being led by his Holy Spirit with the steps we take in life. Yeah, I think you hit on something that's really important with your daughter is that there's nothing wrong with dreaming. There's nothing wrong with planning. There's nothing wrong with hoping, but rather that we have to hold those things loosely, that we have to lay them down constantly, that that God is fine, more than fine for us to communicate our desires and our wants and our hopes to him, but that we then say at the end of the day, God, like if this is not your best, then I, I hold that loosely and I sacrifice that desire or that want for, for what you want right um and i i love also the idea that unmet longing is the story of all of us right Mm -hmm. um as i was writing last night about this longing for marriage that that won't go away I, i was reminding myself hey even if your husband came tomorrow there would be another longing. Yeah. There would be another unmet thing. And I I wrote this, and I just feel like I'm supposed to share it. I said, yeah. the reality is longing shall be my lifelong friend. For I am a human living in a broken world that cannot satisfy my every need, want, and whim. The truth, however obnoxious, is that I was made for an eternal kingdom. And as long as I've walked in this uneternal world, I will want for more. Mm. And I think that at the end of the day, that is what I have to hold loosely. Yeah. Is that my my longings are not what my hope is in, but that my hope is in the reality that the longing will stop. It just won't be until Jesus returns or I am, I'm reconciled with him as as the kingdom returns, you know, and so, So um, but yeah, I, I think my story in in so many ways is beautiful and unique, unique, but I think the reality is that all of our stories are are connected. Um, and this story of unmet longing and desire is, is all of our stories as long as we're, we're here Um, on the earth well even creation is longing (laughs) right yes yes (laughs) yes absolutely oh yeah i love it that was a beautiful written piece that you made right there that was so heartfelt and so true and i just want to thank you for coming on here i like to finish up with some takeaways that you maybe want to give the listeners i know you had a a lot of them interlaced throughout your story, but if you just wanted to give a few takeaways as we close here, that would be awesome. Yeah, so I think that I have challenged each one of us is that the solution to our longing is not to ignore it. 
mm-hmm. that it's not to numb it away or to box it up, um, but rather that when we let our longing show up in all of its pain um, and all of its want, that we then are met with a deep hope and confidence. And I make that sound so easy and um, like we could put it on Instagram posts, uh, but it's actually, of course, incredibly difficult, right? It's, It's so much easier to numb. It's so much easier to distract right it, in it uh, it's so much easier to fill our lives with noise and busyness and things that yeah. we think will fulfill and to then you know we get caught off guard when we're driving in our car alone for 20 minutes and the, the longing hits us like a, a tidal wave and we think oh I thought I had dealt with that yeah um <laughs> and and the reality is like our longing doesn't need dealing with right mm-hmm. our longing needs um, an encounter, a daily, an hourly, a minute-by-minute encounter with a hope that does satisfy, with a hope that does fulfill, with a longing that does say, hey, someday there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah. And so for this She Speaks Life community, I would just say, like, one, take the time to identify your longings. Like, mm-hmm. what is it that you're aching? And maybe it's something big like marriage, like it is for me, or or maybe you're wrestling with infertility um, Mm -hmm. and the pain and the longing and childlessness, or maybe it's something that wouldn't seem big to the rest of the world, but to you, it is deeply painful. Mm -hmm. Uh, The longing to move to a different neighborhood or the longing to get that promotion at work to do the work that you would enjoy more, that we would take time to deeply feel the longing and then to take it to God and say, hey, God, would you meet this longing, not necessarily with fulfillment, which I'm still angry about, right? Like, And I tell God, like, this is stupid <laughs> that I have this longing and that the solution isn't just that you'll give me a husband for sure. <laughs> But, but rather that I take my longing to God and let him, like I said, minute by minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> remind me of the, of the deep hope that is mine and is yours, Jamie, and is each one of the women listening to this podcast, the deep hope that we have in Jesus comes and it meets that longing head on. And it doesn't necessarily make it less painful, but what I've found is that it makes me capable of putting one foot in front of the other yeah. and continuing to walk faithfully with God. Mm, so good. Wonderful. That's beautiful. Well said. Well, thank you so much, Thanks. Holly. I just love having you on here. And I know you listeners, this was an awesome, powerful God story that we just heard right here. So thank you for listening and stay tuned for more. Hi friends, here are some things that we could just reflect on from this powerful story that Holly just spoke about. I just love it when Holly said how God withholds in order to birth something better. Can you think about that in your own life? If so, write it down in a journal or email me to share your story right here on the podcast. 
Do you relate with the unmet expectations in life? If so, how can you see God using the unmet expectations for good? Do you have a longing that you live with? If so, ask God what he wants to show you through this longing. Holly talked about bridging the single women with the married women. If you are married, is there a single woman you can create a relationship with? And how can you help bridge the gap between single and married women in your local church? Pray and ask God to reveal what we can do to unify us. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth She Speaks Life. That's J-A-Y-M-E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.